0: Okay, so you're ready to get serious about buying a home. The first thing to do is get pre-approved for a loan on the internet, right? Let's find out. Hey, everybody, welcome to the podcast. It's David Sedoni here, your how-to-buy-a-home guy. Exciting news tonight. We got some new things going on. We're going to do a little bit of question and answer. Also, we got two more homes in escrow this week, two more first-time buyers. We're up to 81 for the David Sedoni Associates real estate team. So I'm a little unshaven and worked my face off this weekend. It was pretty awesome. But on the podcast, those of you who got me in your ear holes, we're excited because we're going to be talking to you about some questions that have come in for me. The podcast is starting to grow. Thank you guys so much. I'm so excited about getting this this mission out there. The small mission is to help each and every one of you. The big mission is to help the entire real estate industry to stop being such idiots and to pull their heads out of their collective butts and start realizing that you guys are important. How important? Well, let's talk about it this way. The 2018 first-time buyer numbers are out and 33% of all of the buyers of the homes were first-time buyers, buyers or sellers. There were over 5 million homes bought and sold in the United States last year. 33%, that's 1.65 million, probably a little more than that actually, because we had more than five. And the average age of the first time buyer, 32. 32 years old. Now, a bunch of them were younger than that, a bunch of them were older, and that's awesome. But 32 is the average age. And here's something really cool. Since all you millennials out there have turned 30 years old, the millennial Turned 30, what was it, uh, 2011? And so first-time buyers between 2011 and today, they're between 32 and 39% in all those years of all of the first-time buyers. So if you're saying to yourself, no way, man, we millennials, we wanna travel and hang out, that's great. I love it, go for it. We talked about how to budget and do that in one of our previous episodes uh, here on the podcast. But I'm telling you guys, People are eventually looking to buy a home, and it's a giant part of the market, and you guys are getting screwed. So, that's what we're here to do today to fix that. So, what we're going to do is answer some questions after I give you these two quick stats. One stat is that only 71% of those 1.65, 1.7 million first time buyers were renting. So, if you're out there and you're not renting and you think maybe well, this doesn't make financial sense for me. I'm going to hang out in my mom's basement forever. Well, just realize that 29% of the people out there were actually staying with family or friends or someplace else they lived for free. Don't know how they pulled that off, but God bless you. And here's the really cool one. 18% of the first-time buyers, single ladies. Oh, the single ladies, Oh, the single ladies. I don't think I have the rights for that, but I am doing the Beyonce dance if you're watching the video. Oh, the single ladies, 18% ladies. It's time to get out there and get yours, get your own, take care of yourself. Now, what we're going to do today is we're going to jump right into some questions. I've got about 15 pages of podcast notes, things that I can do and talk to you guys about. But what I'd like to do is start to get your questions because we are starting to grow and we're going to get right into it. I had a couple different first-time buyers listen to the podcast and email me over the weekend. One of them was a great gal. In California, not in my area, but she had some questions. Her and her husband have been living with her family, and she had some questions about what kind of lender she should use. So I'm gonna help her out and answer that question for her. Now, one of the other things that we have is some deeper, more detailed questions, and I may get into those into some future podcasts, but I'm also perfectly willing to just email this guy back. I had some questions from Martin my snowboarding dude, he was in Mammoth today and it it was raining and snowy, so I'm sure that he was shredding it up and having a great time. But he's got questions about lenders as well and about putting offers in on homes. And trust me, we're gonna get to those podcasts. But if you do have questions, you can email me and I'll just answer you guys right now because I wanna help. But let's get started and help all of you with questions on lenders. Now, this is a simple one part of a million different pieces that we're going to talk about. Because if you think that you can get everything from landing in one 20-minute podcast, that's not it, folks. You're asking for 200 300 400 sometimes half a million bucks. That's going to take a little bit more than just you know Googling to figure out what the Kelly Blue Brook is on a car and see if you can finance a $15,000 used vehicle. This is a little bit bigger, takes a little bit more time. So the big question. I got this question from my gal who's looking to get a place up in the Los Angeles area. And she said, hey, I know I should start with getting a loan. It's quick and a good place to start. Here's the deal. Before I get into this, I need you guys to understand anything that you do to start researching and start figuring out what's going on is a good step. There is no wrong step if you're researching. The problem is there are a lot of wrong answers out there and that sucks. And that's what I'm trying to fix you've listened to my podcast, you know that when you Google first time home buyer, there's not a realtor to be found for God, almost 20 pages. It's ridiculous, but we can work on that. And that's what we're trying to do today. So here's the question. It's quick and a good place to start to get a loan. They're the biggest, so they must be the best. My answer emphatically, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. What happened is the real estate industry got caught behind and they left a giant hole on the internet. And you know who swooped in? All these big internet lenders and they just don't have your best interest at heart. That's not what they're trying to do. They're trying to make a sale. Let me explain. You got Quicken, they've got the Rocket Mortgage, you got Lending Tree, you got Loan Depot, you got a whole bunch of other guys out there. Now they figured out that since you started looking online first and realtors suck and they don't advertise to you online, you the first-time home buyer, well, who do you find? You find these big giant lending online entities and they're the ones that won they won the internet game they got your eyeballs kind of gross but it's true so now the stats just came out over 50 percent of you get your approval online first now you think oh of course Sedoni yeah no that's normal to you because you've had that smartphone in your pocket for the last decade but that's not the way it's always been this is new this is a shift this is different People are starting to get everything online now. And I'm telling you, the old guys, they don't get this. And when I say old, I mean people my age. I'm 49. But when I'm out there with my clients looking at houses and they have questions, they go straight to their pockets first. Google is their verification system. It's their encyclopedia. And if you don't know what that is, look it up on Wikipedia. How's that for meta? Look, when I tell my colleagues that when my clients and I are out that we all grab our smartphones and look stuff up, they go, huh, that's weird. Mine just asked me the question because I am the area expert. And then I have to remember, oh, yeah, I forgot. You don't do first-time buyers or work with anybody under 40 because you don't think they're worth it. Yep, the industry has left those first-time buyers behind, and they think that you, the buyers, they think that you guys are still completely dependent on them. Back in the old days, they had all the information. They held the little MLS book. Before everything was on the internet and that's the way they still think. And so what they do now is they have to make the internet their enemy because they fear it so much. They fear that it's going to expose them for the frauds that they are, for not caring about you and for not giving you that high quality service. And worst of all, for passing you on to rookies or even the ultimate worst for just passing on you altogether because Hey, you're not a good return on their investment. So look, it's silly. If a realtor embraces the internet, it could be your best asset to work with the first time buyer. If you're speaking the truth as the real estate agent, there's nothing to fear. I love that my buyers use this and I love using it with them. It's a fantastic tool. We both learn together and the real estate industry is lost. Hell, they already lost. They've lost this battle, but we can change this one purchase at a time. And considering last year what do we have 33% of 5 million that made the leap. So, The question is, how many of them did so confidently? How many of them felt really good about their lender and their realtor? Well, I've got a system to help you fix that because I guarantee you if you go with one of those online guys, like 50% of the people are doing, the confidence level will most likely be very low. Again, as my wife always likes to remind me, when I say always and never, what I mean is most of the time and whatever the not never is almost not always, how about that? So 50% of the time, people are starting online first with a lender. But you know what? Actually, I'm kind of encouraged by just the fact that you guys are out there doing it. Because let's face it, the whole point of this podcast is that's because no one told you differently. They still think that they don't have to market to a piddly old you. They think that eventually you're gonna come to them with your tail between your legs, looking you know, with that lost look in your eyes, thinking, Mr. and Mrs. Realtor, can you help me? This is also confusing. Please guide me through this entire process. So hey, if you're out there doing this, great. Good for you. That's smart. But if you are doing that because you think that's what you're supposed to do to make sure you don't get ripped off, I have a question. Where did you get that information? Did you research it on the internet? So maybe the guys who are trying to market you on the internet put that information out on the internet for you to find. Oh, that was a little condescending for me. I'm very sorry. I didn't mean it. I really am on your side. The thing is, who dominates all the information on the internet? Well, it's the people who want you to do your shopping on the internet. Don't believe me? Go buy cat food on Amazon and watch cat food follow you around your browser for the next three weeks. The guy's trying to get your business, and they're also trying to get the realtor's business. They built a better website, and so they won. And realtors are dinosaurs, and they refused to do it, so they got left in the dust. Okay, maybe your parents told you to do that. Parents can give fantastic advice, but unfortunately, this business changed so rapidly. When did they actually start looking for a loan? Are they just giving you a headline they heard from evening news? Because most likely, the last time they bought a home, things have probably changed. Or did you hear it from your skeptical friend, from someone who's purchased one or two homes, and now they're an expert? I understand. I've got friends like that. Or I've got friends that are really looking out for me and went through the process once, and I trust them more than I trust this random guy on a podcast right now. But what I can tell you is I'm doing this because I really care and I want to change things. And I know that if I give this good out, eventually it's going to come back to me. And I just didn't buy one home. I've helped 79 people. And right now, 80 and 81 are an escrow. I've seen the good and the bad. And I can honestly tell you this, the bad, probably some of the worst times my first time buyers ever had was dealing with, you guessed it, a nationwide online lender. So now how do we get here? How do we get to 50% of you going to them? Well, the last crash, when most of you guys were in high school and had been thinking about this, that happened in the real estate industry, and only the winners were the people figuring out how to get your attention online after that crash. The realtors mostly got killed, thousands of them left the business, tens of thousands. The lenders got slaughtered as well. And I mean, you want to talk about how many of them got destroyed? 75%, 75% of the top lenders, 15 out of the top 20 from 2006, were no longer in business in 2012. The whole industry collapsed. So there was a huge hole. So once again, the internet movers and shakers figured out how to jump in there and become a new trusted source. That's what happened. And that's where the hole was. Now, i got another dirty little secret about how this happened and why this happened. You're right if you're out there and you're looking online. It's smart. I've been saying this. But that was before the internet lenders figured out how to market to you. I've tried my best to reveal the truth about the whole industry, tell you all the dirty little secrets and, and how you guys are getting screwed and how these internet lenders figured out how to get your attention. But here's the dirty little secret. It's, it's not a secret. These companies are targeting you. Yeah, you are being targeted. We hear that word when we go to Workshops about marketing and how to talk to people and how to get people to notice you. Target them. The void of information that I tell you guys about every week on the podcast, they see it too. And those internet guys, they get the internet. So now they're targeting you, getting you to come to them. And then guess what? Eventually, they're going to be selling you to the realtors that pay them. And you know what I think about them, not the guys that have your best interest in mind. So now you might hear from everyone that you know. Well, why are you listening to a realtor's podcast? That's you know he's telling you don't listen to everyone else. But why are you listening to him? I don't know. Your call. I've been on this podcast telling you what's wrong with the industry. You know there are lots of people that love to think that everyone in the industry gets a kickback if I tell you to go work with this guy or that guy. But the way I have always said it is, you know, number one, it's completely illegal. If I ever got caught getting a kickback to a lender or a title person. We would all lose our license and then my family wouldn't eat. But most importantly, if you don't trust your realtor well enough, then that means you didn't go back and listen to the podcast where I helped you guys out there and told you how to interview your realtor. If you chose someone that you think is Captain Shady and you think they're kicking somebody back and so you don't want to take their referral, well, then why are you letting that person steer the ship? Why are you letting Captain Shady be in charge of the biggest financial transaction So if you get a referral from your real estate agent, I hope that you've done your homework ahead of time and interviewed a bunch of people so that you're confident with that. All right. So now let's get to the final piece. So why is talking to your realtor and getting a referral to a few different lenders better than actually getting your pre-approval before you talk to the realtor and getting that pre-approval from an online lender? Well, number one, because your realtor is going to give you a bunch of different lenders or at least a couple, and it's up to you. You can choose whoever you want. And if they're pushing you or making you feel uncomfortable, red flag. Okay. Now, here's the reasons why an online lender is not usually as good as a local mortgage broker that has a relationship with the person that's helping you with the real estate transaction. Number one, think about it. If you go to your realtor ahead of time, before you talk to your lender and that realtor is willing to spend time with you, then me as your realtor, I'm not getting paid for that time. I'm adding extra time to the entire billable hours, all the time that it takes from top to bottom to sell you a house. And so therefore, I'm already showing that I'm committed to you. You're also understanding that having a great experience with that realtor, my future business as the real estate agent, your real estate agent's future business, it depends on you having a fantastic, experience with that real estate agent. And it's the same thing with the lender. The online lenders don't care if you have a great experience or not because once you close, they're done and they're moving on to the next person that they're targeting. Something you should know. Second point, it should not be as easy as Amazon Prime. Those Rocket Mortgages ones drive me crazy. You cannot get a better deal on a mortgage because you did Rocket Mortgage while you are standing in line in the grocery store and you used the Honey app for a discount. You are not shopping for a cell phone. You're shopping for something gigantic and you need to take the time to really go through all of the different programs, especially for a first-time buyer. If you've got $200,000 cash, great. You can feel free to make this a quick decision. But if you're just trying to scrimp and scrape and figure out how to do this so that you don't have to rent, you're probably going to have to get creative and talk to somebody who can give you all of the best things that a first-time buyer can use. And remember this, you know, I tell people all the time, lenders pretty much are like a gas station. You know, when you you got three gas stations on one corner and their all prices are about a penny apart. Well, if you're interviewing two or three good lenders, they all should be about the same interest rate. That interest rate shouldn't change huge because the bottom line is once you get a certain grade level, A plus A or, you know, B buyer. That all depends on you. You determine your interest rate and all good lenders will give you the best rate because the rate sheet, that's what the banks are willing to lend money that day. And it changes a few times a day. All of them give their A people the same rate, whatever the banks are giving that day. So you actually determine your interest rate once you've got two to three good lenders that you're comfortable with. Your debt, your income, that's going to determine what your rate is. Number three: here on the podcast, I do try to expose the whole industry, eventually for our goal to change it, and there are people that are going to get left in the dust, and hopefully what we're going to be doing is helping the people who are true advocates for you rise to the top. So make sure that when you're out there looking for a lender, that you're looking for the same kind of kind of information. you're looking for the real deal, not just an Internet person looking for a quick buck. And like I said, if you're still skeptical, check out my podcast on how to pick the right realtor. That is literally me giving you the blueprint to use somebody else. And point number four, the internet is screwing uninformed first-time buyers very much the same way that a few years ago, the home shopping networks used to screw little old ladies in the middle of the night. This is a true story. They used to actually figure out who the people were and call them. This is pre-cell phones, pre-internet, and they knew the old ladies were sitting there and they knew they had their attention and they knew they weren't doing anything else. That's exactly how they feel when they target you and they've got you online. They know you're there. They know you're looking at your phone. They know they have your attention. The home shopping people would wait and they'd call them and they'd start telling them that they can get a way better deal if they just make a purchase with them over the phone instead of going to the mall. And then it just becomes about convenience. So people would just make that decision rather than going to the mall and shopping and finding out that, oh no, I could have got this way cheaper here. It's all about the lack of information. They've been ignoring you and they screwed up for decades and now they're getting screwed. Number five, and this is the real reason. The number one reason why I, a real estate professional who's got 81 transactions with first-time home buyers, why I believe that you shouldn't be one of the 50% of the people who are going to online mortgage help, it's because they suck and they cost you more money. So let me repeat that. Many, if not most, if not all, once again, every time I say all, I pretty much mean most. Most online mortgage companies suck and they cost you a lot of money and they cost you that money at the end when there's nothing you can do about it and you have to close the deal. Here's the way it works. When you work with a lender, a mortgage broker who has a relationship with your realtor and they're working together, you have a conversation with that person. They talk to you about what you qualify for and then you can talk to them for a year figuring out how to fix your credit, how to move your money around? And then when you get into the transaction, you talk to that same person. And then when you go through the transaction, you talk to that same person. When you get ready to close the transaction, you talk to that same person. When you work with Quicken or one of the big boys, you talk to eight different people. The first person you talk to to get you that pre-approval, when you think you're doing the right thing, you will never talk to again. That is a nine to five salesperson. And I don't mean nine to five Monday through Friday. I just mean they're a 40 hour a week salesperson. Their only, only job is to answer first time inquiries. Then you get sent to the next person and then the next and then the next and then the next. So when you are within the deal, you could be four or five persons along and you can go, wait a minute. Remember how we talked about how I couldn't spend more than $2,300 a month and now the payments are here and they go, I have no idea what you're talking about because they've never discussed that with you because you have a salesperson. You have an application person, then you have a first step of an underwriting person, then a higher level underwriting person. It just goes on and on and on. They get you hooked and then you get bounced around. So if the company that you talk to isn't selling you the actual loan, they're not walking you all the way through, you are just a person they're targeting trying to get them in the system. That's the way it works. And one more time, as I said... If these companies aren't selling their leads to realtors, then trust me, they will be soon. And those realtors, unfortunately, they're they're folks that are just too lame to go out there and try to get their own clients. So they have to buy them from the internet, people who have kicked their butt as far as marketing and talking to you. I'm not trying to target you. I'm trying to talk to you. I want you guys to know and understand. Just remember, the online folks, you're just another number. You're another notch in the belt. And after they're done, with you, they're going to move on to the next one. I've got stories about this, but we don't have time. I want to wrap this podcast up. So it's the end of the podcast. And if you're still here, that means that I believe you've been getting something out of this. So remember, I'm giving this away for free on a grand mission to try to change the entire real estate industry. And I'm going to catch a lot of heat for this. Don't think I'm not going to get a lot of flack from a whole bunch of other real estate agents and people in the industry. So for that, I only ask you one thing go online, review this, go to iTunes, take five minutes, write a review. The reason I do that is not because I'm a narcissistic fool, even though I repeat my stats over and over again. But that reason is so you understand I'm here to help you. And I can help more people if you write me a review on iTunes, if you subscribe, and if you share this. Go to www.davidsedoni.com. There, every podcast has its own blog, complete with uh, graphics and pictures and links. That's the big thing. You got links to everything that I talk about. So check that out. You can also on davidcidoni.com, click on the videos, get to my YouTube page. And uh, there's also a place there where you can check us out on Instagram. I'd love for you guys to follow. Check me out on YouTube. But everything's at davidtedoni.com. That's the place to go to start. Share the review, send it to someone. Seriously, it's like five minutes. Thanks so much. And as always, remember, you can do this. See you next time.